What's up, everybody? We're here to go over UFC 293, Adesanya versus Strickland. Uh, but real quick, I wanted to go over the uh, betting results from last week. Uh, very fortunate that I was able to make it out of what was a really bad card for me without losing any money. <laughs> um, as you can see here, man, I, I woke up late and you know, like half the card was over, and that was the bad half of the card for me because I picked a lot of dogs, man. Had too much faith in the dogs and. So I probably only picked like six fights right on the card because of that. But um, I woke up late. You know, the fight started at four o'clock in the morning and uh, w woke up half the card was already over, man. And I was already down two units because of this play on on Bedoya and uh, then Justin Toffa fought. So I won a unit. Uh, that was a one unit play there at minus 120. So I won almost a unit back on that one. Uh, and then I had a small play on Talia Santos that was uh, just a couple hundred bucks that didn't hit. Um, but yeah, as soon as I woke up, I had to kind of go into gear and try to save myself. So I made, I made this parlay right here, uh, Junior Taffa, Nakamura and Max Holloway. I don't remember what the odds were on it, but, um, I ended up cashing for $1,764, uh, which put me almost back where I needed to be. And then I made some money live betting. I live bet Aaron Blanchfield, uh, during the second round, um, cause I could tell she was going to win cause, uh, Santos is looking tired. And uh, I've bet a couple other fights too, man. I was able to I was able to bring myself up out of being being down some money, and I won maybe a couple hundred bucks with the live betting. Nothing to brag about there. It's just just happy I made it through it without without um you know losing any money, man. So yeah, man. Um, let's get into this card, or actually let's let's uh <clears throat> go over all the usual stuff that I say real quick. Um, if uh. If you're new to the channel, uh, what I do is I go through and give out all my picks, and then at the end of the video, I give out my bets for the card. And if you're not interested in watching the videos and you just want to see my picks and my bets, you can go over to my social medias. Um, Instagram and TikTok are both high kick underscore fight picks. And then I have a Facebook group that's high kick fight picks on, on Facebook, and it's easy to find. And feel free to, feel free to post all the stuff that you, know, that you want in there, your, your winning tickets, your bets, whatever. I like to see everybody's stuff. Um, that way, there's a little bit more going on than just me posting my stuff all the time. I like I like to to uh, see all guys' stuff too, man, and chat with you guys and stuff like that. And uh, <clears throat> what else? What else? What else? I guess that's about it, man. So, so yeah, man. We unfortunately didn't get to see Adesanya versus Duplessis. I think that was the fight kind of everybody was wanting to see, um, but Duplessis kind of backed out of it. So, but we're getting Sean Strickland and that's a good fight too. You know, Strickland really does deserve it. I think, um, he's fun to watch. He's exciting. And, uh, yeah, man, he's, he's pretty good, man. I just, I hope that, uh, well, I'll talk about that whenever we talk about the fight. So, um, as far as other fights that we lost, we lost Kai Kara France versus Manel Kopp, uh, which Kopp is facing a guy who's making his UFC debut now. And uh, Viviani Arruyo versus Casey O'Neill lost that. Uh, not really mad about that one, but uh, <laughs> let's uh, let's get into this card, man. First up, we got Kevin Jalce taking on Kiefer Crosby, and uh, they don't have all of um, Kevin's stuff listed on Tapology, 
but I do I do have it in my in my notes. I'll talk about that. Uh, so he's thirty years old. He is eight and two, and this is his UFC debut. Um, there wasn't any odds on this fight the last time I checked. Yesterday I checked, but I can check one more time and see if uh, see if they have them up yet. Because my two main you know betting sites that I use is Bovada and Bet Online. Um, usually Bet Online is pretty good about having you know the uh, more lines up earlier than Bovada usually, but it even it wasn't even on there, so not sure what's going on with that. But there was a couple fights that um that haven't made it onto the the betting websites yet. Uh, I'm not sure why, but let me check real quick. Here we go. Yeah, I still don't see they they added the Shane Young one, but they still haven't still haven't added uh this one. Oh well. <laughs> so um <clears throat> so he trains at City Kickboxing, um but he's he's from France. Um he's got four wins by knockout and no wins by submission. Um has a loss on his record way back in the day to uh when he was two and oh to Jack Della Maddalena. Um, he fights like most city kickboxing guys do, you know, stuffs the takedowns and uses his, you know, sharp striking on the feet. Um, there was a couple of his older fights on uh, UFC Fight Pass that I watched, and then his more recent ones you can find on YouTube if you're interested. Uh, someone commented on my, my last video and said that I wasn't doing actual research because there was a couple names that I was having trouble pronouncing or whatever. And uh, so I'll try and work on that. But, you know, I did check that guy's profile to see if he had any subscribers and he didn't have any, so... Whatever, but I guess I guess he does have a point. You know, if I'm going to be doing all this research, I should try and get the names right. You know, kind of disrespectful to say people's names wrong, I guess. Uh, but anyway, so I, I usually focus more on if I can win money on somebody. Sorry, <laughs> sorry about that. But um, where was I at? Oh, uh, so Jose, it's been fighting at middleweight his last few fights. Uh, I believe he was holding the uh, title for the Hex MMA uh, middleweight belt. And uh, he's dropping back down to 170 for this fight. So there's a little X factor there to think about. Um, he uses good inside leg kicks. You know, very good with his Muay Thai clinch, with his knees. Um, it said on there, on the, uh, on the, uh, what was that organization that he was fighting in? So I had to go with the, with the, um, the, uh, the reach and height from there, which they have it listed in centimeters which is not how we do it over here in America. So I had to figure all that out, but he's six foot two. And, um, you know, I think he's going to be a huge welterweight because he was looking like a big, a big middleweight in the fights I was watching. And he's got a reach of 74 inches. So he will have a four inch reach advantage in this fight. I mean, he's a judo black belt, really nice elbows in close takedown defense was holding up very well in the regional scene. Um, I went back and lot and watched his last loss, which was by split decision and that fight was was at welterweight, and maybe that's why he moved up to middleweight, or I don't know. But it was a fight against um, Caleb Rideout, and Caleb was a very fast striker. Had a really good first round against Kevin, but uh, it was a close fight, man. It could have really gone either way. Um, Jal said it's a very good kickboxer, technically sound striker. Um, would like to see him throw a little bit more volume. Um, it's really the only bad thing I could say about him from what I've seen so far. You know, he kind of tends to uh, to lay back and and counter sometimes rather than really pressure guys and throw a whole lot of volume. Uh, but other than that, man, he seems like a pretty sharp, pretty sharp fighter, man. And he's taking on Kiefer Crosby. He's 33 years old, 5'11", with a 70-inch reach. He's 10-3, and three, and this is going to be his UFC debut. And like I said, we don't have the odds for this yet. Um, he's a Bellator veteran. He went 4-3 and three over in Bellator. Um, coming off a win over Alex Cowboy Oliveira, 
which, you know, even, even though Alex was cut from the UFC or whatever, and he's up there in miles, I do believe that, that that win, you know, gives Keith or Crosby a edge as far as, as far as like, he's fought the tougher competition. Now these two guys, um, he has five wins by knockout, two wins by submission on his record. And he's fought some really tough guys in Bellator as well, man. So, uh, I'm always a fan of the Irish guys. I always want to see them do well. Um, I got, he got hit with some pretty good shots in the Oliveira fight and he was cut open and kind of rocked. And then he landed a big shot and dropped Oliveira and, uh, eventually finished him. Uh, he's got heavy hands, great ground and pound from top position, you know, can be real wild at times. Uh, you can find most of his fights on YouTube if you're interested in checking them out. Um, he lost his last two fights in Bellator. One was a submission, uh, submission loss. And the other one was a doctor stoppage due to a cut. Yeah. He cuts really easy, man. So he's always bleeding in his fights. And, um, and uh what was that no he's got nice nice boxing tends to get cut a lot like i said uh throws a lot of hooks does get a does get a lot of early finishes and um you know that's kind of something that worries me here about him because he did look awful tired in a lot of those fights before even getting out of the first round um the other loss that's on his record was because of an illegal knee so he's really only lost legitimately twice um that was uh a legal knee and then the doctor stoppage also i guess he probably could continue if it hadn't been for that um you know, he's tough, man. He thrives in a brawl. That's what he likes to do, uh, which is what he's going to have to do in this fight, in my opinion, to get the win. Um, he'll have to go out there and make it ugly and try to get an early knockout. I don't think he's going to be able to take Jalsay down. Um, I like to see Crosby win this fight, but, you know, from what I've been watching, you know, uh, on the tape and checking out these guys, um, I think I think Jalsay would be able to, to uh, you know, survive and survive the early onslaught from Crosby and, and then pick him apart from the outside using you know, using his range and his four inch reach advantage, um, and his height, height advantage. He's going to be three inches taller here. So, um, Crosby hasn't been knocked out yet. So uh, I'll take, uh, Jalsay to win by decision just because Crosby's a tough guy. Next up, we got Nazarat Haparas taking on Landon Quinones. <clears throat> and, uh, Nazarat is 28 years old, uh, 5'10 with a 72 inch reach. He is 14 and five and six and four in the UFC. And he's a minus 400 favorite. And he's got nine wins by knockout. He's never won a fight by submission. Um, has lost one fight by submission, though. Uh, he's kind of an underrated fighter. I feel like everybody was counting him out before the uh, McDessie fight. You know, uh, the guy he's lost to in the UFC have been really tough guys. You know, I just... Uh, sorry, I'm trying not to say you know a million times like I did in my last video. I got a comment about that, too. Nervous habit. Um, so he lost to Bobby Green, Dan Hooker, Drew Dober. You know, all all very tough guys. And, uh, <clears throat> but yeah, the, these guys are all hanging around the top 15 in the division. Uh, I would say he's one of the better fighters to come out of Germany in the past five years or so. I would say that, uh, his best win was over Rafa Garcia or maybe Mark Diacasey. Uh, he's a good Muay Thai striker. Um, uses his jab very well. He'll triple it up at times. He's fast, got fast hands, uh, very good at setting up his kicks and using, using his feints to set up his strikes, uh, he only had one finish in the UFC so far, and I really think that after the Drew Dober knockout, he started fighting a little bit smarter and not taking as many risks. Uh, he's definitely fought the tougher competition now, these two guys, though, for sure. He's got a big edge in experience. His takedown defense has held up pretty good. But he's mainly fought strikers, man, just a couple of guys with a little bit of wrestling. You know, I don't think I don't think Rafa Garcia really has a wrestling background, but I just think that's, you know, he's uh, that's what he used. You know, when he fights, he's always always trying to take guys down and on the pressure, so... Not sure if he's really got a wrestling background or not, like a legit one. Um, but he's, yeah, Nasrat's fought mostly strikers, so. 
it'll be interesting to see uh, see him take on somebody that could possibly get him down. And he's taking on Landon Quinones. He is 27 years old, 5'9", with a 72-inch reach. He is 7-1-1, one, and one, and this is going to be his UFC debut. He's a plus 300 uh, underdog. Sorry. Um, spent most of his career fighting in Titan FC, five knockouts and one submission on his record. Uh, he's the Titan lightweight champ right now. He's really good at stepping in at an angle and landing his you know outside hooks. Um, I can tell you that he definitely has the power advantage in this fight, I believe. Uh, when he gets guys up against the cage, gets them hurt, you know, he throws good long combinations, really fast hands. Uh, he doesn't rush anything, though. Sometimes he spends the first round just kind of seeing what his opponents are going to do. Uh, these guys have the same reach, so no advantage there, you know, on either side. Um, on the feet, Nasrat may have the striking advantage as far as, you know, the, the um, you know, the technic, you know, technical striking or whatever. Um, and that's a hard maybe because, you know, Quinones is pretty good. He's pretty powerful, so. Uh, but I do think Quinones has the option to use his wrestling. He has good double leg takedowns and trips. It's been a little less than a year since Landon's last MMA fight, uh, but he did compete compete in a uh, grappling match a few months ago. So maybe that's something he's really been working on for this fight. Um, I can only assume that he's been working really hard and getting ready for his shot in the UFC. So his cardio is pretty good as well, holds up. And I do think I don't really think I don't really think Hopperos is worth a minus four hundred in this spot, man. I, I don't really think so. Um, I do think Landon is the more well-rounded fighter out of these two, you know, as far as the grappling and the wrestling. Um, if I was the guy just kind of picking winners, I guess I might go with Haparas, but, you know, not for minus 400 coming from a betting standpoint. I would much rather take the uh, take the new guy and, uh, get you know, get the value on him rather than, you know, a minus 400 price on Haparas when we really have a lot of unknowns about Quinones. You know, we don't know how good he's going to be in the UFC. Maybe he's, maybe he's great. You know, we, we don't know that. So a whole lot of unknowns. So I'll take the new guy. I'll take him to win by decision. I'll say he mixes in the takedowns and, and kind of skates by, you know, like that. Um, I don't think he's going to want to really stay on the feet too much with Hopper until after maybe a round or so, you know, maybe the second round, uh, when Hopper tires a little bit, <clears throat> but I'm taking Quinones by decision. Next up, we got Jamie Malarkey taking on John McDessie. And uh, this should be a pretty exciting fight. So Jamie Malarkey is 29 years old, six foot tall with a 74 inch reach. He is 16 and six and four and four in the UFC. And he's a minus 181 favorite. Uh, so Jamie, <clears throat> Jamie was fighting a perfect fight his last time out, and then he got caught and knocked out. Uh, there were there are a lot of people that thought he lost the Michael Johnson fight as well, me included. But I was glad he won because I had money on him. Um, <clears throat> I'm a fan of his, man. I like his style, uh, but I do worry about his chin sometimes. Uh, he has 10 wins by knockout, three wins by submission. He's going to have a six-inch reach advantage in this fight. He's younger. He's more well-rounded. He's better everywhere the fight goes, in my opinion. He's a more technical striker. Um, he kind of has more of a boxing style, you know, as far as with his hands, but he mixes in the kicks very well, goes to the body with his punches a lot, um, has good body lock takedowns. Uh, I think, I think if... If Jamie wants to here, he could definitely get a takedown or two. Uh, like I said, he was looking great his last time out until he got caught, man. He was looking really good. Um, you know, his jab was looking sharp. He landed a head kick and rocked that guy. Um, he's coached by Ross Pearson, a guy that, you know, I was a big fan of back in the day and I have a lot of respect for. Um, a lot of people don't know that, you know, Malarkey back in the day actually fought and lost to uh, Alexander Volkanovsky back in like 2016. Uh, I think it was right before both of them came to the UFC. So it's an interesting, interesting fact. And he's taking on John McDessie. He's 38 years old. 
uh, 5'8 with a 68-inch reach. He is 18-8 and eight and 11-8 and eight in the UFC. And he's a plus 156 underdog. And uh, yeah, John was a great striker back in the day. Very powerful. He had a 22-0 and 0 kickboxing record. Uh, he won gold in WK Karate Championship. Um, so, you know, back then he probably could have beat Jamie up. But, you know, he's late in his career. He's still dangerous. He does hit hard. Um, he was able to get a win over Ignacio Bahamundes. It was a split decision win, but nonetheless, he got the win. And that's the only thing that really scares me here is Jamie coming off of this, you know, knockout loss and, you know, McDessie hits hard. And I think that's kind of reflected in the in the betting line, to be honest, because if Jamie had won his last fight, you know, he would be a way bigger favorite here. And I, I do worry, but yeah, I'm going to be taking Jamie to get the win here, you know, depending on how he chooses to approach this fight. Uh, if he keeps it on the feet, I would say he probably wins by decision. Uh, McDessie doesn't get finished a lot. Um, but if he wanted to, I think he could take, you know, take McDessie down and and uh and get a submission if he wanted to so uh that's the one of the two ways I see it going <laughs> next up we got Shane Young taking on Gabriel Miranda let me pull these lines up real quick because they weren't on here the other day okay so Shane Young is 30 years old uh 5'8 with a 72 and a half inch reach he is thirteen and seven and two and four in the UFC, and he's a minus one sixty five favorite right now. I was really hoping he was going to be an underdog uh, in this fight. <laughs> I kind of because I thought because he's lost three in a row for sure he'd be an underdog because I, I was looking to target you know him in my parlays. Um, but yeah, he's a uh, so Shane made his debut against Volkanovski and lost a unanimous decision, uh, which wasn't bad considering you know he took the fight on eight days notice and you know Volkanovski is. You know, the big, the real deal right now, man. He's one of the best to ever do it. Um, he went on after that to win two fights in a row, and now he's on a three-fight losing streak. He has six wins by knockout, four wins by submission. I think a lot of people are kind of counting Young out, you know, in his last few fights. Um, he really has worked hard on his strength and conditioning training. Uh, he's put on a lot of muscle. His cardio seems to be pretty good. You know, I've wondered at times if he could make 135. You know, he doesn't look like the biggest, you know, featherweight. Uh he trains at city kickboxing always has uh, he's a well-rounded fighter throws good calf kicks um in my opinion after the ludovic klein fight he you know he got hit with that big head kick knockout um which is the only time he's ever been finished and i think he changed up his style and started fighting a lot more careful uh, like i said about nazarat as well um and it's cost him a few times man he just needs to go out there this time and let it fly man put out the ball put out the volume and uh you know he's never been submitted and which is that's Miranda's specialty. Uh, he's hard to take down and he's hard to, you know, keep down. He can get up pretty quickly every time he's taken down so far. Um, <clears throat> so Shane is, Shane's a really nice guy, man. He's one of the few fighters that I've messaged and he was cool enough to message me back and talk to me for a bit. And I really do think this is a winnable fight for him. And I, I was, like I said, I was hoping he was going to be an underdog, but of course not. Um, his last fight, man, he wasn't, it wasn't like he got straight beat up or anything. He just kind of got outpointed. He never really got hurt or anything in that fight. Um, so I, I definitely not going to be counting him out here in this spot. <clears throat> and he's taking on Gabriel Miranda. He is 33 years old, 5'11 with a 71-inch reach. He is 16-6 and and 0-1 in the UFC. And he's a plus-135 underdog. So in my opinion, this guy's more of a jiu-jitsu guy than a well-rounded you know, MMA fighter. Uh, 15 wins by submission, obviously, you know, one, one by knockout. Um, his last win was over a guy who was five and five. And honestly, looking at his record, it kind of appears that, 
you know, anytime he fought guys with a lot of experience, you know, he lost those fights. I mean, I can, I can kind of show you what I'm talking about. I didn't watch all these fights, but you know, I just watched some of them. I watched about five of his fights studying for this. Um, obviously, he got destroyed by St. Denis last time out. That was a big jump up in, con in uh, competition for him. You know, before that, he beat a guy that was 5-5, five five, a guy that was 3-1, uh, a guy that was 8-7, and seven, uh, lost to a 4-0 and o guy. You know, it's kind of the same. A lot, some people, some of these people have never even fought before, you know. Um, lost to 11-4 and four guy, lost to a 22-19 and 19 guy. <laughs> so, either way, that's kind of what I was talking about whenever I, uh, whenever I mentioned that. Um, you know, he, he has beaten a couple of 5-0 and o guys, but yeah, that's kind of the best that he's been able to, to do so far. And, I, you know, I don't know enough about those 5-0 and o guys to know whether they're you know, worthless or, or, or whatever. So, um, we saw what happened last time against St. Denise, man. And, and it was a really bad look. He kind of went out there and just kind of went crazy trying to do something to get, you know, Denise on the ground. And I don't know, it's just, it, it wasn't a good look at all, man. I didn't see anything that I liked. I know he's dangerous off of his back. Um, and also that fight was up a weight class, so that could have had something to do with it. He is a pretty big, uh, featherweight, uh, which is what this fight's going to be at. And uh, it's hard to find a lot of tape on Miranda, man. He's, he definitely has the jiu-jitsu advantage, but, you know, Shane has the striking advantage and the power advantage, in my opinion. And I, I don't think Miranda will be able to get Shane down unless Shane makes a mistake and, and falls down or whatever. Uh, Miranda tends to go out and be very wild with the striking, create brawls so he can set up a takedown. Uh, but I don't think it's going to work here, man. I'm going to be taking Shane to win. I think he's going to win by a, by third-round TKO. Excuse me. Next up, we got Blood Diamond uh, taking on Charlie Ratchick. Hopefully, I'm saying his name right. <clears throat> Blood Diamond is 35 years old, five uh, eleven with a 76 inch reach, um, three and two, and zero oh and two in the UFC. And this is another one they didn't have the odds up for, but I think they are on here now. Sorry, I should have checked before I started doing the video. My bad. Well, they, <laughs> I'm so used to uh, seeing him called Blood Diamond everywhere that I forget his real name is something different. Um, so Blood Diamond is a plus 200 underdog, and Ratchik is a minus 260 favorite. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, so Blood Diamond's a really tall, rangy kickboxer. Um, I honestly don't think he should, you know, really... I thought he should have had some more fights before he got to the UFC, man. He, you know, he especially... He should have at least gone the con, to the uh, Contender Series, you know, or or something with, with that small of a record coming in the UFC, you know, 3-0. and um, He's got decent striking. You know, his submission defense isn't very good, and he does get taken down quite a bit. Um, we got to see a little more of him in his last fight. You know, his, his takedown defense seemed to be a little bit better. Um, he fights well in the clinch, really nice knees. He did have a little success, mainly because um, Koski was, was gassing out pretty hard after wrestling him, you know, the whole first two rounds. Um, it's been a year since since he's fought, man. I'm sure he's worked, you know, hard on trying to get better at all that stuff. Um, throws really sneaky high kicks. You know, not a whole lot more to say here. It really much, if it stays on the feet, you know, he has a he has a good chance, but pretty much everybody's been able to get him down, you know, since he's been in the UFC. Um, he's taking on Charlie Ratchick. He is 33 years old, 
five uh, ten. We don't have a reach on him. Um, he's seven seven and three, and this is going to be his UFC debut. And like I said, he's a minus two sixty favorite. Uh, he's got three wins by knockout, two wins by submission. He's on a four fight win streak right now. All finishes. Um, he's the more well well rounded fighter here. Uh, better wrestling, better submissions, very heavy hands, and you know there's some steri- some serious sting on his kicks. Man, he was hitting that guy in his last fight with some hard body shots. Um, really, really loud, <laughs> hard kicks. Uh, he's got good grappling and sweeps. I don't believe I've really got to say a whole much, you know, a whole much more here, man. Uh, Blood Diamond may be a more technical striker, but I do believe that Radchick will get him down and, and submit him. Uh, I'll say he does it in round two. Uh, he does have, he's a big, strong guy too, man. You know, he's not a, Blood Diamond's kind of a taller, skinnier guy, and Radchick's a really big guy, man. And he's got a lot of power, and he's very good at getting guys to the ground. And very good at, you know, transitioning to the back and, and getting a rear naked choke. So I think that's how this is going to go. <clears throat> Next up, got Jack Jenkins taking on Chepe Mariscal. Mariscal. Hope I'm saying that right. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm going to grab some water. <sighs> so Jack Jenkins is 30 years old, 5'7 with a 68-inch reach. He is 12-2 and 2-0 and and in the UFC, and he's a minus 205 favorite. And I'm really high on Jenkins, man. I think he's a really good fighter. Um, his last fight was a really close fight against Jamal Emmers, who's another amazing fighter himself. Um, and it was a very close fight, man. I was really impressed with, you know, with Jenkins in his debut. Um, he's one of the few people that have gotten a few stoppages due to leg kicks. You know, the rumor is he broke a couple guys' legs. Um, very hard calf kicks. You know, he's he looked great in the he looked great in the uh, Don Shanus fight. You know, it was his debut. I know Shanus is definitely not as skilled as Emmers, but uh, you know, he he really did he did look really good in that fight, man. And he was really using those leg kicks uh, really well. And the guy he beat on the contender series was a pretty tough guy as well, and he finished him with ground and pound, which is kind of a you know he's primarily known as a striker, you know Jenkins, but he's really you know rounded out his game in my opinion. Um, uses a very good Muay Thai clinch very well, uh, vicious, ne- vicious knees in close, um, throws, throws long, fast combinations, takedown defense is pretty good, uh, counters very well, throws really, a really good variety of strikes, man, you know, there's, he really mixes it up very well, um, appears to be the real deal to me, man, he does show a couple losses by submission early in his career, uh, so maybe submission defense might be, you know, the only weak part of his game, but honestly, it seems pretty solid now. I mean, that was way earlier in his career. I'm sure he's improved all that stuff, and, you know, now his, his grappling and his sweep seem to be on point. You know, he's very good at sweeping. We saw that in, in both his fights in the UFC. Um, his speed and precision are really, really impressive. Um, Embers is a tough guy to beat, man, and I was I was surprised that even though I had money on Jenkins, I was really doubting myself, you know, in that fight, man, and it was a very close fight. I could have saw the decision going either way. Um Jack has five wins by knockout, three wins by submission on his record. And, yeah, his kicks are really one of his best weapons, man, and I think they're going to serve him well in this fight. I think he needs to go out there and beat up the legs of, of Mariscal and and uh, and then and then work work his way up to the head. So he's taking on Chepe Mariscal. He is 30 years old, 5'7", with a 69-inch reach. He is 14-6 and six and 1-0 and oh in the UFC, and he's a plus-175 underdog. Yeah, this guy went out there and beat up Trevor Peak in his debut fight. But, you know, let's face it, man. Peak is still kind of a developing fighter that, you know, Peak gets taken down like tons of times in every, in every fight. But he's good at getting back up. Um, 
you know, Pete just goes out there and throws everything into every shot, man. It's really exciting. It's fun to watch. I'm a big fan, but, but, uh, but, uh, you know, experienced fighters can make it through that. And, you know, another example kind of is the John Castaneda, uh, Gaffarov fight, you know, guys with experience can make you tire yourself out trying to beat them up, you know, with, with their striking, with their striking defense. Sorry. And, uh, that's what Chepe did to Pete, man. You know, he just let him wear himself out and stayed calm and was able to counter and catch him with big shots and use his throws. So Chepe's got six wins by knockout, three wins by submission. Uh, he's going to have a one inch reach advantage in this fight. Showed that he's a very good counter striker, you know, has great judo throws and takedowns. Uh, he's very powerful, man. He rocked peak. I don't know how many times in that fight. Um, he can be very wild at times. He's good at transitioning to the back. Good jujitsu. He's never been submitted. Uh, this could be a very close fight, man. I think if Chepe is going to win this fight, I think he should, you know, use his throws and takedowns to get Jenkins down. Um, people don't realize how many good wins that, you know, Chepe has on his record, man. He's got a win over Pat Sabatini, uh, Yusuf Zalal. Um, he also has some, uh, he has a loss to Sean Soriano on his record not that long ago, which isn't a good look. But, uh, you know, he he has a loss to Joe Anderson Brito and to Steve Garcia. Those guys are both finishing everybody right now. Um, I wouldn't blame anybody for taking the dog shot on this one, honestly. Um, but I do think Jenkins is going to go out there and, and beat up the legs and, and just work his way up to the head. And I don't know if he'll get a finish. Chepe is very tough. Um, but I do think Jenkins will be able to pick him apart on the feet. And I'm going to be taking Jenkins to get the win by decision. <clears throat> Sorry, my nose is messed up today, dudes. <clears throat> Next up, we got Carlos Olberg taking on Da Jung. Olberg is 32 years old, uh, 6'4 with a 77-inch reach. He is 8-1 and 4-1 and and in the UFC. Yeah, 4-1. and one. Um, And he's a minus 270 favorite. So I've had money on Carlos in his last four fights. And it's paid off, you know, pretty well. Um, he's looked good, you know, better and better every time we've seen him, honestly. He's a really good kickboxer, trains with Izzy. You know, and all those guys at City Kickboxing. He's got six wins by knockout. He's never lost. He's never won or lost a fight by submission. Uh, and he's got three knockouts in a row now, man. He throws very hard calf kicks, good teep kicks to the liver, uh, good head movement. You know, he's pretty hard to he's pretty hard to 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 hit. You know, um, very fast jab. You know, he'll double, triple it up at times. That's what he caught. A uh, what was that guy's name? Nikolai. Right? Yeah, Nikolai Nigamariano. Um, and, uh, yeah, he popped him with a jab and then came right back down with a, with a check, check left hook. And, you know, he took no damage in that fight at all. Pretty much in, definitely in his last three fights, he took almost no damage at all. Um, very technical, great counter striker. He'll definitely have the striking advantage in this fight for sure. Um, you know, his kicks are a great part of his game. His takedown defense has held up so far. Uh, this will be his toughest opponent yet, but... I don't know, man. You know, the Nikolai's a pretty tough fighter too, man. So I was impressed how he was able to shut him down with the calf kicks and then just go up top and land that nice combination, man, like he was nothing. Uh, he's very good at managing distance, you know, using his range and fighting long. Um, I think I think his calf kicks are going to really play into this fight, man. And uh, I, I also feel that he deserves a little bit higher-ranked opponent here. Um, you know, Don Jung's on a two-fight losing skid. You know, I figured, you know, four wins in a row for... Olberg, you know, with three knockouts, he would be getting, you know, a little bit better opponent, maybe Dustin Jacoby or, or somebody like that, uh, which would be an awesome fight. You know, maybe if maybe if uh, Olberg wins this fight, that's who he'll fight next is D Dustin Jacoby. 
Um, he's taking on Don Jung, uh, 29 years old, 6'4", with a 78.5-inch reach, 15-4-1, um, and 4-2-1 and in the UFC, and he's a plus 230 underdog. So Jung is on a two-fight losing streak, man. He's got he's got the edge and experience as far as MMA. You know, Olberg's got the kickboxing background, um, not so much the MMA background or whatever, but Jung has 11 wins by knockout, two wins by submission, and he's a big guy. He's going to have a one-and-a-half-inch reach advantage, uh, but just hasn't looked good in his last two fights, man. I think he was a big favorite against Devin Clark, and he just got controlled up against the cage and taken down. You know, supposedly he had this really good takedown defense, and that fight he was taken down multiple times. And, uh, you know, he got sweeped and controlled on the ground. You know, the win over Kennedy uh, Nincheku was a very good win, very impressive. But other than that, nothing super impressive as far as, you know, the wins in the UFC. Um, he's going to have a grappling advantage in this fight, and he may be able to use his wrestling to get Olberg down. But honestly, I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, I don't think his wrestling is really all as good as anybody was saying that it was or trying to make it out to be. Um, Olberg's going to have the speed and power advantage, the footwork, you know, big, big advantage in the footwork. Um, he's, it's going to be a big octagon. So I think Olberg's going to have all the room to move around, um, and get away from, you know, Jung and pick him apart from the outside. And I'm going to be taking Olberg to get the win by knockout in round one, just like his last three fights. <clears throat> Wish I could have caught him at a little bit better price than that. <clears throat> Next up, we got Manel Cop taking on Felipe Dos Santos. And Manel Kopp is 29 years old, 5'5", uh, with a 68-inch reach. He is 18-6 and 3-2 and and in the UFC, and he's a minus 330 favorite. And I think very highly of Manel. Um, I think he's going to make a run for the title, maybe even win it at some point. You know, I think he's really good. He's really coming to his own in his last three fights. Um, you know, we would know more, man, about Manel if it, wasn't, if it wasn't so hard for him to get a fight, man, you know. All his opponents end up backing out at the last minute or whatever. It's happened five times in the past year and a half. He's lost, you know, five opponents back out. So I don't know if guys are scared of him or what. But at one point he was supposed to fight Figueredo um, in Cara France. I think that was who he was supposed to fight on this card. And, yeah, they're so desperate to get him a fight, you know, that he's taking a fight against a debuting fighter here. Um, but maybe that's maybe that's his decision. You know, maybe he just really wants to fight. He's been training nonstop probably for all these fights that keep falling out. Um, you know, so he accepted it just because he wants to fight and stay busy. So uh, he's he's got eleven wins by knockout, five wins by submission on his record. Um, he's the former Ryzen flyweight champion. Lots of experience. Has fought all over the world. He's very athletic, very fast. Um, we even got to see his ground game in his last fight with Dvorak. Man, uh, he was using the. He's very well rounded, man. Very explosive, constantly. Throws up submissions from the bottom position. Uh, does prefer to counter usually, which is what cost him in his first couple fights in the UFC. He just was waiting on the counters and not really doing enough. Kind of just, he didn't get beat up badly or anything. He just kind of got outpointed. Um, you know, it. he's got a he's got a really nice Kimura man that he likes to use to sweep and even finish fights as well. You know, if you're familiar with the technique in jiu-jitsu, you know that you can do a lot with that Kimura grip. You know, you can use it to transition into the arm bar, or transition to the back when you pull him over. You know, he's got really, really good footwork, man. He's nice. <clears throat> he's very good at pulling his opponents into his left hand, man, and, and landing that big shot. Uh, pretty good head movement. He waits till his opponents set their feet, and then he moves off so that they can't, you know, can't get ready to throw anything. Um, then pulls guys into his big shots, man. He's good at setting up that flying knee as well. Uh, they're, they're always... <clears throat> These are always kind of the, the spots that scare me sometimes because how many times have we seen guys that are 
on good runs, take a fight with a debuting opponent, and then end up losing, kind of like you know uh, Gregory Rodriguez when he fought the uh, Bruno Ferraro uh, Fiera, uh, you know stuff like that. So these spots always kind of scare me. <clears throat> and he's taking on Felipe dos Santos. He is 22 years old, five seven. Uh, don't have a reach on him. I'm pretty sure he's going to have a reach advantage though. Um, he's two inches taller. And uh, he's 7-0, and and this is going to be his UFC debut. And uh, he's a plus 270 underdog. And he's got uh, two wins by knockout, three wins by submission. Uh, hasn't fought you know, any guys with a whole lot of experience yet. Uh, the biggest record that he's gone against was a guy who was 6-1. and one. Uh, He's going to... Oh, yeah, I did get the reach. Sorry, he's going to have a two-inch reach advantage in this fight. Um, he's a good-sized flyweight for sure. You know, from what I've seen, he's a very talented prospect. Uh, throws hard calf kicks, good double-leg takedowns. Uh, throws a lot of crazy spinning elbows and stuff, which can wear on his gas tank. Uh, he has looked a little bit tired sometimes, uh, throwing that big stuff. He and uh, throws. <sighs> Sorry, <laughs> thought I was about to sneeze. <sighs> it's embarrassing. Um, you know, it, it, he was eating a lot of sh- big shots in his last fight that I watched. Man, in the first round, he was getting caught with a lot of good punches. Uh, even gave up a takedown or two. You know, his cardio ended up holding up kind of better than his opponents, which is how he was able to come back and win the decision. Um, dangerous off of his back, man. Very, very offensive off of his back. Uh, like I said, I think he's a very good prospect. I think he's got a, I think he's got a good future ahead of him. You know, in the UFC, I just, uh, you know, all I could think about watching the tape was that, you know, if if you know the guy he was fighting in his last fight, which was like, you know, half his size, you know, way smaller guy than him. Um, if, if they, if that guy could do that to, you know, Felipe, you know, what would Manel cop be able to do to him? You know, uh, that was kind of what I was thinking when I was watching his, you know, his few fights or whatever. But, um, I think it's, I think it's a little bit too much too quick for Felipe here. I think he's going to struggle with the footwork for Manel. Uh, he's a tough guy. I don't know if, you know, man, Manel's going to be able to knock him out or anything. I think, you know, more likely Manel will catch him with a big shot and jump on a submission. Uh, so I'll take man, uh, man. I'll take Cop to win by sub round two. Sorry, I can't talk today again. <laughs> I've got too much information in my head. It all tries to come out at once. <clears throat> Next up, we got Tyson Pedro taking on Anton Turkal. Pedro is 31 years old, 6'3", with a 79-inch reach. He's 9-4". and four. And five and four in the UFC, and he's a minus one forty nine favorite. Uh, yeah, so Tyson's never won a fight by decision. He has four knockouts and five submissions on his record. Uh, he was out for quite a while, man. Then he came back, and you know he got two knockout wins over two of the, you know the, probably two of the worst fighters that were in the UFC at the time. They're not in the UFC anymore. Um, Harry Hunsucker and uh, what was the other guy's name? Ike Villanueva. Uh, those guys never really got wins in the UFC. Uh, I think Ike probably won like one fight in the UFC. Um, <clears throat> so I think everyone kind of bought into the hype with that man coming off those two good knockout wins. And I, I don't know if there was something going on with Tyson in his last fight or whatever, or if his cardio was really just that bad. Um, he kind of hinted that he was having some issues with something, uh, but I never did hear about what it might have been. Um, but he didn't look good at all, man. He's a big, powerful guy. He's got really good submissions for a big guy. Um, he's going to have a one-inch reach advantage in this fight. Uh, you know, good Muay Thai striker, good front kicks to the body, uses a lot of feints, you know, sets the strikes up very well, throws good combinations. 
Um, I'm a fan of Pedro's. I want him to win this fight, but in certain ways, I kind of feel like this is a bad matchup for him unless he gets a quick knockout. He's taking on Anton Turkal. He is uh, 27 years old, 6'4", with a 78-inch reach. He is 8-2 and and 0-2 and in the UFC. And he's a plus-129 underdog. And, uh, yeah, this guy hasn't had any easy fights yet. He hasn't had any easy fights in the UFC, man. You know, Jalton Almeida and Victor Petrino. Um, you know, Petrino is a big, powerful guy. You know, he couldn't put Anton away. So that tells you how hard he is to, to put away. And Anton is prim- primarily known for his grappling, which is why I think this could be a bad fight, you know, for Pedro. But I do think Pedro is the more skilled fighter, you know, especially in the striking. But if Anton is wrestling him and making him work, and gets Pedro out of the first round, Pedro might be gassed. So Anton has five wins by knockout, two wins by submission. Um, I know he was making a lot of mistakes in his last fight, man, but he was he was fighting basically the Hulk. You know, Petrino's huge, big, strong guy. And, you know, Anton did have his moments in that fight. He hurt him a few times. Um, you know, he he kind of he kept taking the back and then losing the position over and over again, uh, which wasn't a good look. Uh, maybe Petrino's just that strong. I don't know. Um but he had a long amateur career as well. He went eleven and two as an amateur, so not not as inexperienced as the as the record may indicate. Um, he's never been knocked out, so you know, honestly, man, I'm I'm feeling the uh, oh yeah, <laughs> Anton's nickname is the Pleasure Man. That always cracks me up. Uh, I was I don't remember. I think it was Jolton Almeida's Instagram. I was on there and I was going to comment on this video, and uh, <laughs> and that was you know Jolton Almeida beat Anton. And I was, I was looking through the comments, and uh, Anton commented on Jolton Almeida's page. He's like, "I." He was like, "You never beat me. I gave you pleasure, or something like that." <laughs> Had me laughing, man. But uh, I'm definitely feeling, you know, the uh, the dog shot on Anton here, man. Even though I want Pedro to win, um, I think Pedro might have a good first round, and then Anton's gonna squirm his way into the fight, man, and win the last two rounds, you know, using his cardio. So. I'm going to take Anton by decision, man, but I wouldn't be surprised at all. You know, I'm not super confident in that if Pedro got an early knockout. Um, but the way I see it is if Petrino couldn't put away Anton, maybe Tyson won't be able to either. So, Next up, we got Justin Taffa taking on Austin Lane. <clears throat> and Taffa, looking forward. Well, so whenever this fight happened the first time, I had a pretty good-sized underdog play on Austin Lane, and of course I ended up getting my money back because the the fight got stopped due to that eye poke or whatever. But <clears throat> anyways, Justin Taffa is 29 years old, uh, six foot tall with a 74 inch reach. He is six and three, or six three and one no contest, and three three and one no contest in the UFC, and he's a minus 250 favorite man and. <clears throat> I think it's kind of funny that Tafa is such a big favorite now. Um, I think he was the favorite. He was the favorite last time out, but not this big of a favorite. All of his wins have been by knockout. Um, you know, his last two wins have been over a couple of the lowest level heavyweights. You know, Jared Vandera and or wait, no, he lost to Jared Vandera. Yeah, yeah, he beat Harry Hunsucker and Parker Porter, um, two of the lower level heavyweights, man. And and the loss to Jared Vandera is not a good look at all, man. You know, he's cut from the UFC now. Um, it's hard for me to get behind him just simply for that reason, man. He has good kickboxing. Him and his brother both do. Um, I think his brother's a little bit better striker than him. That's just my opinion. You know, he had all the success over in glory and stuff like that. Um, but no ground game or submissions, you know, to fall back on. Um, everybody on Tapology is going with Taffa. 
I just find that crazy, man. He's going to be at a big height and reach disadvantage and a major speed disadvantage in this fight as well. Um, maybe it's because his brother, you know, won that everybody's jumping on him too or something. I, I don't know, man. Uh, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me while everyone's so confident in him. I know he's powerful. Uh, but, you know, his wins, like I said, haven't been over anybody impressive to me. He has some bad losses as well. He got knocked out by uh, Jorgen DeCastro, who's not in the UFC anymore. Um, I don't know, man. Maybe I don't. Maybe it, maybe I'm wrong. I just feel like there's a lot of red flags there. You know, and he's taken on Austin Lane. He is 35 years old, six six with an 80 inch reach. He is 12 and three, and this is going to be his UFC debut. I mean, I guess I don't know since the other fight didn't actually get to go through. I don't know if that counts. You know, really <laughs> a minute of a fight, but uh, he's a plus 210 underdog, man. All of his wins have been by finish. Uh, he's a former football player. You know, he can get takedowns. You know, but mostly fights on the feet. Um, he beat an undefeated guy in the Contender Series. Uh, he made a lot of improvements since, you know, the beginning of his career, man. He kind of, everybody kind of looked down on him because he got beat by Greg Hardy, you know, early in his career, you know, on the Contender Series or whatever. Um, he hits very hard, man. This is a fight that may come down to whose cardio is better, you know, who's in better shape. I mean, obviously looking at the two, Lane seems to be in better shape. Uh, but he's never been out of the first round, man. So that's, I, I'm not sure, you know, uh. But I am willing to to bet that he's got pretty decent cardio, man, for you know a tall guy with his frame. Um, he's got six six inches of height and reach advantage here. Uh, very fast and explosive. Uh, uses his kicks very well for a big guy. You know side uh, side kicks, front kicks up the middle. Um, has had trouble in the past getting stuck on the bottom when he's taken down, but you know he was able in his last fight to fight out of the. He was mounted. He fought out of the position and reversed it and got the finish. Uh, so I was impressed with that. Um, you know, Tafa's not going to be trying to grapple Lane here. Tafa's very tough. Um, I'm not sure if Lane can get a finish here or not. Um, he was looking sharp and, and, and fast in the last fight for the little bit of it we got to see. Uh, Tafa was just winging that big overhand right, you know, looking for the knockout. Uh, but Lane has always won by finish. So, I mean, I, I guess if we're if I'm going to pick him, i got to say by finish, you know. Um, I'll take him to win by, you know, ground and pound. Maybe he knocks Tafa down and keeps him down, or maybe he takes him down and just uh, – Stays on with the ground and pound and gets the win, man. I'll take the dog shot on lane again, you know. <laughs> I did it the first time. I'll do it again, I guess. <clears throat> Next up, we got the co-main event. Ty Tuivasa taking on Alexander Volkov. It's going to be an awesome fight right here, man. I'm really a big fan of both these guys. <clears throat> but I want Ty Tuivasa to win. Um. Ty is 30 years old, 6'2", with a 75-inch reach. He is 15-5 and 8-5 and and in the UFC, and he's a plus-181 underdog. He's got 14 wins by knockout on his record. It's, it's real hard not to be a fan of this guy, man. Everybody loves him. Uh, he's just a big dude that loves to kickbox, man. He can be kind of wild at times, but his power his power is really scary, man. You know, He dropped Cyril Gaon in his last fight, man, which no one else has been able to do that, I don't think, uh, unless Spivak does, you know, does it this weekend. Um, has a really nice, really nice left hook, man. Kind of leaps into it, puts a lot of power into it. Very good volume for a heavyweight. Uh, really good elbows in close. Um, who was it that he was beating up those elbows? It was Augusto Sakai that he was catching with those elbows and rocking him. Um, I'm kind of surprised that these two guys haven't, haven't fought before, honestly. You know, they've both been around the top of the division for a good bit. And, uh, you know, despite, despite the way that Tai Tuivasa looks, his cardio is actually pretty good. Um, he's pretty fast. He may have a speed advantage in this fight. 
And he's taking on Alexander Volkov. He is 34 years old, uh, 6'7 with an 80 inch reach. He is 36 and 10, and 10 and 4 in the UFC, and he's a minus 211 favorite. <clears throat> so he's going to have a 5 inch reach advantage in this fight, and, uh, you know, five, 5 inches of height advantage as well. Uh, 20, 24 wins by knockout, 3 wins by submission. And he's been looking real sharp in his, his last two fights, man. He made Romanov look like he shouldn't be in the UFC. Uh, throws a lot of big, heavy kicks. You know, this guy is huge. Uh, very good kickboxer. Uh, the way that he took out Rosenstruck was very impressive, man. You know, he seems to have really been working hard, you know, after the Aspinall loss that he took and you know, the submission loss. Um, his takedown defense looks a lot better than it did. And, you know, Romanov wasn't able to get him down. Uh, good at stuff in the head, man, and pushing the guy down. And uh, we saw him take the back of Romanov till he quit. You know, he's beating on Romanov, and Romanov just folded in that fight, man. Gave up really quick uh, after he felt Volkov's power, man. And uh, Ty is coming off two knockout losses, man. I do think Ty is going to be the faster guy here. I want Ty to win. You know, it's at home in Australia. Um, but I'm going to be going with Volkov, man, to get the win here. Uh, I think Volkov's the more technical striker, and I think he'll be able to use his reach and avoid the big shots. Um, I'll take Volkov to win by, man. I'll take him to win by late late knockout. Um, let's say round three, late knockout. Um, but you never know, man. Ty did knock out Stefan Struve, who's also very tall like Volkov, even taller than Volkov. So maybe Ty's good at taking on the, the taller opponents, man. So. Next up, we got the main event, man. Israel Adesanya taking on Sean Strickland. <clears throat> so... I really want Sean to win this fight, man. <laughs> Adesanya is 34 years old, 6'4", with an 80-inch reach. He is 24-2 and two and 13-2 and two in the UFC, and he's a minus 625 favorite. I mean, that's such an impressive record, man. You know, he's, this guy's very good, man. 16 wins by knockout. Uh, never won or lost a fight by submission. You know, we all know the story. We all know how good of a kickboxer he is. Um, he's going to have a four-inch reach advantage. And, you know, he actually looked like the old Izzy in his last fight, man. You know, he went out there, he was aggressive and really going for it. You know, for a while he was going to boring decisions, just kind of stay on the outside and, you know, going to decision with guys, you know, just picking away at them to win the fight. Uh, but he went out there, man, and got his revenge, man. And, you know, he looked good. And uh, I used to be a very big Izzy fan, man. I bought, you know, all his autographed merch. You know, I bought the pay-per-views. You know, I was really big on it. I just haven't liked all the, the cringy stuff he's been doing, you know, uh, lately. Uh yeah, so, and I, I've decided that I'm not much of a fan anymore. You know, maybe it'll maybe he'll grow back on me again or whatever. But um, I want him to lose. You know, and and that all aside, you know, I respect him very much. You know, everything he's accomplished, he's one of the greatest you know middleweights ever. So um, don't think I don't understand that. You know, um, he's taking on Sean Strickland. He is 32 years old, six one with a 76 inch reach. He is 27 and five and 14 and five in the UFC. And he's a plus 475 underdog. <clears throat> so I've really grown to like Sean, man, and his fighting style. Um, you know, at, at the beginning of this, this you know, resurgence in his career that he's had, I really didn't think, I wasn't really a fan of him. But, you know, he's really grown on me. And, and I've really started to respect him after the Nasser, Nasserdine Imavov win. Um, <clears throat> you know, he's he's proven to be a really great fighter, man. He pressure fights. He walks, he walks guys down and, and rolls with punches very well. Uh, doesn't get hurt a lot, and he has 11 wins by knockout and four wins by submission. 
and he never grapples, even though I've been hearing all these people talk about this, you know, world-class ground game, you know, he's secretly a great wrestler and all this stuff, but we've never seen him use it, you know, and, uh, you know, he will want to, to use that in this fight, man, if he's going to get the win. And, you know, we saw that in the Pereira fight that, that Sean style doesn't really go too well up against high level kickboxers like that, you know, cause if, if Pereira was able to catch him with that big punch, Adesanya might be able to, too. Um, but he has made a lot of improvements as the Pereira fight too, you know, and I really want him to win, man. So I'm, Sean, man, I'm begging you go out there and use your grappling, you know, wear on Izzy for a couple rounds before you start walking him down and trying to beat him with your strikes, man. Just fight smart. We all want to, we all want to see you win this fight, man. <laughs> um, you know, I actually think Sean has the better cardio of these two, man, from what he showed, you know, in the national team Evolve fight, he was not getting tired at all. He kept the same pace through a ton of punches, landed a lot of shots. Um, you know, that's that's what I want to happen, but for the purposes of the channel, man, and and for betting, I gotta pick Izzy to win. I think I'm I'm gonna pick him to win my second round knockout, but I'm gonna do what I do a lot of the time and <clears throat> Y'all know a lot of times I pick the I'll pick the the winner for the for the main event and I'll put a little bit of money on the underdog because uh you know, I want him to win and I wanna be able to say I had money on Sean if he wins. So I'm going to put like a hundred bucks on Sean, man, just in case, you know, just so I could say I had money on him if he wins or whatever. Um, but I think if he does fight, you know, smart and does go out there and try to use his grappling, I think he could possibly win this fight. Um, but that's, we don't really, like I said, I don't, I don't know that I totally believe how good his ground game is, you know, um, based on just everybody else saying that doesn't prove anything to us. You know, we got to see it. So, <clears throat> so that's it for my, uh, for my picks guys. As far as my bets go, uh, as far as my my big parlays, there were like I said, a lot of these fights weren't weren't on there yet when I was trying to uh, put together my parlays. Um, I still I'll put I still haven't put together a hell mary with everybody on it yet. That's because I'm waiting for everybody to get on there. But I did put some together uh, so I could show you guys uh, what I'm thinking so far, man. And as far as my regular single plays go, I hate it when it does that. Uh, single plays go, man. I got a two-unit play on Carlos Olberg at minus two sixty-five. I caught him pretty early on. I know he's probably up over a minus three hundred now. Um, and just like you know, everyone was like, man, uh, on my on my bets for you know Gone versus Spivak, you know, I caught I caught Benoit Saint Denis at a plus one hundred. Man, that's the whole point of me. Um, the whole point of me doing this, you know, these videos earlier than everybody else is because I want to you know, push y'all to, to get on the lines earlier, man. So I try to put them out in the videos out early because that's how I'm able to get better lines. Uh, but I caught St. Denise at a plus 100 and everybody's like, man, when was he an underdog? You know, it was the beginning of last week. He was underdog, <clears throat> but, uh, but yeah, I got a two unit play on Oberg. Uh, I got a one unit play on Jenkins at one, uh, minus 195. And then I've got a small play on Austin lane plus 185, just a I put I always put a quarter unit, but it's actually two hundred bucks. Uh, it's a little less than a quarter unit. And then I got a two fight parlay um, that's Cape and Olberg, Manel Cop and uh, Olberg, which is minus one twenty five, and that's a two unit play. And uh, if there's any prop bets and stuff, obviously the props aren't all up yet, so I'll I'll put those out on my social medias if I add anything. And uh, as far as my parlays, uh, the first one is a four fight parlay. Um, Carlos Olberg, Jack Jenkins, Jamie Malarkey, and uh, Volkov. That's a plus 355. And then to that, I added 
to that I added um, Turkal and Adesanya, and that's a plus uh, 1,109. And then as far as this one, see, I don't think... Um, yeah, and then to that I added Quinones and Austin Lane, and that's a plus 13,403. And Manel Kopp is on there, too. I just think I didn't screenshot it in the picture. <laughs> I think I cut it off, too. I think he was at the bottom. But, uh, yeah, that one's plus 13,403. Um, there will be a Hail Mary parlay with everybody on it, and you can you can put that together yourself off my picks on the video, man, or off my bet flyers you know, when I post it. Um, <clears throat> what else? What else? Please like and subscribe, guys. It really helped me out a lot. And... Uh, Still doing the contest for you know the free autograph merch. You can go over to the uh, to the uh, Cyril Gone Spivak video and give me your picks for that for that event on there. The three got to pick three winners. Um, you got to pick the winner, the round, and the method of victory. So three winners, and you can you can pick one decision. The other two have to be knockout or submission in what round, but you can pick one decision. And you'll get to pick one of those items. Whoever gets it right first gets to pick one of the items that I've been showing on my other videos. Uh, I'm not going to go through all that now, but um, anything else, man? Uh, yeah, I was going to talk about, you know, um, I, obviously it's the end of the video. So if you if you want to hear this, you're probably still listening. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. if I, I, A long time ago, I talked about this on the on the channel. Uh, when I first started it, but I wanted to, you know, tell you all a little bit more about me or whatever. And, uh, so man, back in the day, man, I, I, uh, really wanted to be a fighter, man. And I, I would go train and stuff and, and, uh, but I ended up, you know, getting involved in drugs and, you know, using and selling drugs and stuff. And, you know, every time I would get clean or whatever for a few months, I would be in a gym, you know, or whatever. And, you know, eventually me, you know, using and selling drugs, you know, got me sent to prison, you know, for about five years of my life. And uh, that kind of put an end to the whole wanting to be a fighter thing. I'm too late in life now. You know, I've been out for for five years now uh, and, you know, turned my life around, you know, doing a lot better, working, doing construction, you know, remodeling houses uh, and, and stuff like that. But, uh, but yeah, man, so this is kind of like my dream. I, I just want to, you know, make money doing something that I love at some point. So if I ever get a check from YouTube for doing my channel, even if it's just like 50 bucks, I'll feel like, you know, I'm super happy about it. Obviously, I make money, you know, betting on fights or whatever. But as far as doing this channel, man, I haven't made anything from it. And, you know, uh, as far as from YouTube, and I've been doing this for, you know, six or seven months. And this takes a long time, man. And it's a lot of work. And, you know, to for not a lot of return or, you know, you do all this work and then, you know, people insult you in the comments or whatever, man. But, uh, but yeah, that and then I wanted to talk, tell you all that, man. I wanted to also say that, you know, um, when I first started betting on fights, messing around, I would always make like $50 parlays with like 10 fights on them and stuff. And, you know, I, I didn't ever win a whole lot on those. Occasionally I would win, but eventually I did have one that hit for like $10,000. Um, I think it was the tie to Ivasa Derek Lewis card that, uh, that hit for about $10,000. And, um, after that, man, I was able to kind of bet the way I do now where I make most of my money, you know, betting on single fights rather than putting together these big parlays. Cause for the most part, man, Usually somebody always messes it up. So if if it's more than three fights on the parlay, I don't put any more than a hundred bucks or fifty bucks on it. Um, and that just that works for me to bet that way. I like to bet you know one fight, you know 
got a 50-50 chance that that's going to go your way. And uh, I make most of my money doing it like that rather than on these big parlays or whatever. But I have had a couple good parlays hit, you know, recently. So it works out for me too. But used to, I didn't post my parlays, but I know a lot of people bet that way. And a lot of people, uh, you know, make big parlays. So uh, I've been posting them on here or whatever, man. But if y'all ever got some good parlays, send them my way too, man. Because <laughs> I've been lucky here lately, but usually my big parlays don't hit that often. So, um, yeah, man, that's it for me, guys, man. I appreciate you all. All you guys, just, uh, yeah, please like and subscribe, man. Thank you for caring what I have to say, as always. Uh, sorry my nose is all messed up today. I'm sure I sound horrible, but um, y'all have a good one, man. I'm out of here.